sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Here's the old line. This is going to be a tough play. going on Cubs fans? I'm Sean Sears and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. The Cubs postseason hopes were crushed this weekend after being swept by the Cardinals in their four-game home finale. We'll recap the misery from this weekend in the first segment and talk about what has to happen for the Cubs to make the postseason and some other notes from their final regular season series at home. Today's show is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With each pair purchased, a pair is donated. Go to bombas.com slash lock to get 20% off your first purchase. You can get Locked on Cubs on the Himalaya app as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find Locked on Cubs. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked on Cubs for all the great content. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. It was a rough weekend at Wrigley Field for the Cubs. Obviously, getting swept by the Cardinals is never good, but when so much is on the line, it's just hard to swallow, unfortunately. On top of that, with the Brewers playing so well behind them, the Cubs are just truly in a situation where they have to basically win out the rest of the year. Um, But these three games... Against the Cardinals, obviously, we talked about Thursday's game on Friday's show, but these three games against the Cardinals just eh, to lose one run games in the last six games, to lose six straight games at home uh, in a moment where you absolutely needed everything and you had guys like Anthony Rizzo stepping up in moments and coming in and being able to play in this series. Javier Baez taking that pinch hit at bat Saturday. Um, coming into pinch run Thursday, like you could just feel how important these games were. And each one of these games coming up, even in the series against the Reds, as soon as the Cubs came home to Wrigley, you could just feel that energy was, was obviously important, but even, you know, the fans, the tension, it was just a tough environment to play in in general when the Cubs just put themselves in a situation. But Friday's game felt a lot like uh, Thursday's game. It was, I get over here. Michael walk on the mound facing Alec Mills. And Alec Mills gave possibly one of the best performances he has as a Cub. Going four and two-thirds, only two hits, two walks, six strikeouts. Filled in a huge role for Cole Hamels, who obviously not 100%, and even still when he was 100%, hasn't been pitching well since he hurt his oblique. Um, but facing Michael Walker, he won four innings, five hits, one earned run, um, a walk in, or two walks and a strikeout, and looked you know, hittable. It felt like the Cubs left some opportunities um, against Waka. The Cubs loaded the bases twice um, by the fourth inning and only had one run to show from this game. It was just disappointment. It just feels like the Cubs couldn't consistently string these hits together. It felt like someone would get a double 
uh, with two outs or, you know, they would load the bases up with two outs or, you know, they would get a runner on second and then the pitcher would come up. It, it just felt like the timing just wasn't quite there. But scoring starts with David Bodie reaching on an air that allowed Kyle Schwarber to play or get, get to the plate. Cubs up one nothing. It stays that way until the top of the six when Yadier Molina hits a single into center field with the bases loaded. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt and uh, Marcelo Zuna score in the play. The Cardinals up two to one, and that's basically the game. The Cubs threaten in the bottom of the seventh. Jason Hayward, and Nico Horner start off the inning with two singles. Uh, Ian Happ hits a fly ball to center field for an out. Ben Zobers then lines out to center field. Nick Castellanos walks, so the base is loaded. Chris Bryant flies out in the deep left field, and he just missed this. It does hit the warning track. It's a close ball. Fortunately, stays in. Uh, the Cubs go down 1-2-3 against Andrew Miller. And then Carlos Martinez comes out and closes out the game, and that's Friday. The Cubs lose 2-1 to one in another one-run game that felt like the Cubs left a lot of opportunities on the table. Saturday's game was the absolute heartbreaker, though. Uh, the Cubs lose 9-8 to eight in a game where they came back three times. Uh, Dakota Hudson and Jose Quintana are out of this game by the fourth inning. Uh, Hudson only goes three innings, allows three hits, three earned runs, four walks, two strikeouts only. Uh, he was at 62 pitches. Dakota Hudson walked in two runs in this game. The Cubs still found a way to lose it. It was just so frustrating. Jose Quintana, three and a third, five hits, five earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. He wasn't much better. Both these bullpens, though, for the Cubs and Cardinals. If there's one benefit the Cubs saw was they did get a lot of guys to work out of the Cardinals' bullpen this weekend, but it doesn't really matter to them now. Hopefully it'll benefit them maybe later next weekend, but right now, you know, not so much. So um, the scoring started when Paul Goldschmidt grounded into a weak chopper quick play over to third base. Edmonds is able to score in the play. The Cardinals take a 1-0 lead in the first inning. But then the Cubs, in the bottom of the first walk four consecutive times, uh, starting with first a Nick Castellanos double, then Chris Bryant and Kyle Schwarber walk. Ben Zilbers then walks. Castellanos scores because the bases are loaded. Victor Carantini walks. <laughs> Chris Bryant scores. And then Jason Hayward hits a sacrifice fly to, to bring in Schwarber. Cubs are up 3-1, and it feels like this is a, you know, maybe the offense is coming back a little bit. Top of the third, Paul Goldschmidt does hit a line-out sacrifice fly into left field to allow Hudson to score. That's right. Uh, Dakota Hudson hit a single into center field on a 2-1 fastball. But whatever, he gets on base. Goldschmidt drives him in. The Cardinals get a run back. It's still 3-2. Top of the fourth, this is where things get a little tricky. Jose Quintana starts off with a leadoff single to Yadier Molina, but then strikes out Paul DeYoung but then hits Matt Carpenter. Molina moves to second on the play, and then he walks Harrison Bader on a 3-0 count. Uh, four straight balls. Ravelio, or Renhel Rovelio pinch hits for Dakota Hudson, so the pitcher's out of the game. Quintana allows a single on an 0-1 pitch up through the center field. Up through the center field. Yadier Molina scores on the play. They pull Jose Quintana. Danny Holston comes in to replace him, and then Allows a single to Dexter Fowler in a 1-2 count. Carpenter and Bader score. Ravelli moves up to second. Danny Holton is then. Allows a single to Tommy Edmond. Doesn't allow a run. Luckily, base is loaded. Dwayne Underwood comes in to replace Holton to face Goldschmidt and gets a ground ball double play to end that inning. The Cardinals, though, now leading 5-3. Ian Happ ties it immediately in the bottom of the fourth, though. Hitting a two-run shot off of Dominic Leon after Jason Hayward walks. So huge pinch hit at bat. The Cubs tie this game up 5-5 and starting to feel good. Uh, both teams 
kind of threaten the Cardinals in top of the fourth. They do get runners on first and second after Paul DeYoung walked and then Matt Carpenter singled, but uh, David Phelps was able to strike out Harrison Bader to get out of that inning. Cubs do get a leadoff single from Kyle Schwarber, but then Zilberst and Carantini strike out. Hayward grounds out to end that. Cubs end card still tied 5-5. Kyle Ryan goes 1-2-3 against Martinez, Fowler, and Edmund. And then Nico Horner on a 1-1 count hits a home run to give the Cubs a 6-5 lead in the left center field. It's the first time the Cubs have like started to put together something before there were two outs in this game. So Nico Horner homers, unfortunately. Wilson Contreras grounds out. Anthony Rizzo hits a single. Castellanos fly ball looks like it might leave, but when blown in a little bit, it stays in. Chris Bryant strikes out. The Cubs don't score. Marcelo Zuna almost on cue after a Paul Goldschmidt walk hits an 0-2 fastball for a home run. It's done. Yeah, Cardinals up 7-6 and Southern momentum's gone. In the bottom of the seventh, though, Ben Zobers doubles in the right field. Tony Kemp comes in to pinch hit for Kyle Ryan and an 0-2 count clubs a fastball but the crazy thing is he struck out the play before but they called a balk on Gianni by Gallagos so Zobers moves up to third and Kemp on the next pitch hits a two-run shot the Cubs are now up eight to seven and it feels like this might be where the Cubs do it Bradwick comes in and gets himself in a little bit of trouble he walks Jario Munoz and then allows uh, Tommy Edmund to get hit but a fly ball from Paul Goldschmidt Allows Fowler to move up to third, but they strike out Marcelo Zuna on a 2-2 count. The Cubs hold 8-7. Cubs go down 1-2-3 against Tyler Webb, and then John Gant faces Nick Castellanos. And then Craig Kimbrell coming in to save this game, and it's a nightmare again. First pitch he throws to Yadier Molina. The graphic hasn't even popped up yet for ABC Sports, and he nails it. Yadier Molina ties this game up. The next pitch, Paul DeYoung hits the go-ahead home run into left center field. Pretty much the exact same spot. Yadier Molina hit it. The Cubs are down 9-8, and it's absolute shell shock. Kimbrell then walks Matt Wieters because, of course, he does. He's able to work himself out of that inning. Harrison Bader strikes out. Uh, Yario Munoz uh Strikes out, but before that, the pinch runner Randy Arozarian, or for Matt Wieters, Arozarena, I'm butchering that, Randy Arozarena, gets caught stealing. The Cubs get out of it, allowing just one run. It felt like it could have been, or two runs, but it felt like it could have been a little bit worse. Either way, the Cubs are down 9-8, going to the bottom ninth. Chris Bryant walks. Robel Garcia comes in to pinch hit for Albert Almora and strikes out swinging. Ben Zobris lines out into right field, and then Javier Baez comes in to pinch hit for Craig Kimbrell on an 0-2 pitch that's in the zone and high, a two-seamer that tails away from Martinez, or towards, excuse me, Javier Baez away from Martinez's right hand, misses the bat. Javier Baez strikes out, and the Cubs lose 98 in just for the most ridiculous fashion ever. And then Sunday's game, a game the Cubs, without a doubt, had to win to hope for some hope that they can stay in this they score in the bottom of the first on a pass ball. Nick Castellanos scores. Kyle Schwarber and Chris Bryant move up a base. The Cubs up 1-0, but nothing happens beyond that. Paul DeYoung scores, hits a home run in the top of the third. They tie the game up at 1-1 apiece. And then the bottom of the sixth, Nick Castellanos hits a home run, his 27th of the year in the center field. Cubs up 2-1. to one. Top of the ninth, though, Dexter Fowler. It's a sacrifice fly over to Albert Almora, and Tyler O'Neill scores. But on that play, 
Jose Martinez had hit a triple that should not have been a triple that was hit to Albert Almora, who just for whatever reason stepped in on the play and then ran back, got his glove on it, but it tipped him. He was falling backwards, doesn't catch the ball, bounces away. Martinez is able to get to third on the play, and then O'Neill replaced him at third for the substitute pinch runner. So Fowler drives him in and tie the game up at 2-2. Paul Goldschmidt doubles on a ground ball to the left field. Castellanos fields the play. Tommy Edmonds scores on the play, though. Cubs down now, 3-2, and unfortunately cannot do anything in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Wilson Contreras strikes out. Hayward is able to single. Oh, excuse me, Ben Zobers popped up first, and then Contreras struck out. So with two outs, Hayward's able to get a single in the left field. So the tying run is on base. Nico Horner hit a ball to center field that just carried, unfortunately, out there, and that was it. That was the game, and that was the series. The Cubs get swept. The Cardinals uh, clinch a postseason spot, so they clinch a wild card spot at this point. They haven't clinched the division because the Brewers are still in the hunt here, but just a brutal weekend. And the sad thing is here on Sunday – you Darvish just put out one of his best performances as a Cub. Uh, the Cubs left him in for eight and a third. He was incredible. Only at 97 pitches coming into the ninth inning, he had 12 strikeouts, no walks. He unfortunately wears some of these runs here, all three of them actually. Strobe comes in afterwards to clean up the mess a little bit, but you just feel for Darvish, who, who pitches so well. The Cubs get him two runs, and that's it. And then the defensive replacement outfielder, Albert Almora, who's supposed to be a gold glove caliber center fielder, just flubs a play that someone that is as good as he is should never do. So they, the Cubs just couldn't pick themselves up, unfortunately, and that's kind of how this goes. So we'll talk about more about this series and what's coming for the Cubs here in the second segment. But before I do that, I do have a quick word from one of our sponsors. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seat app. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience, as well as an in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats Reward loyalty program once you guys download the app, and we'll enjoy credits on all your purchases as well as the Vivid Seats Rewards. Um, make sure when you do go to checkout and purchase your tickets, you enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount up to $100 courtesy of Lockdown. All Vivid Seats orders are confirmed and backed 100% guaranteed. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. All right, here in the second segment, we're going to kind of just take a quick look at what this weekend was because obviously the bad from the Cardinals series kind of out overshadowed some of the kind of last moments we might have with some of these players and the manager and Joe Madden. Let's start there. Obviously, I wrote something about fan, on FanSided today about Joe Madden and how I think, well, Matt Clapp kind of brought up an interesting point saying, you know, Joe Madden can do a good job and still not come back. It can still be the right decision to move on from him. And you can still say that Joe Madden did a good job, and I I think he did. You, know, you look at what he was given this year, pretty subpar bench, a bullpen that imploded right at the beginning of the season. After coming off a two and seven start, this team was able to find themselves back in you know the NL Central wild card for a really long time, and up until this weekend, I had a real shot at making the postseason. So it's hard to blame Joe Madden for some of these mistakes, and I, I know we've talked about it a bunch on this podcast. I'm not going to beat this over the head here a little bit. I, I talk about it in my article. I'll, I'll link it in the podcast 
um, description if you guys want to take a look at it. But um, essentially what I was saying is, you know, I, I think it is time for Joe Madden to go. I think I think there needs to be a cultural change. There's a lot of things that do need to change. I kind of ranted about this on Twitter after today's game. Um, and basically my thought was there's too many things that go wrong with this team that, you know, outside of obviously the good being like guys like Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo having huge seasons, Hugh Darvish being great, Nick Castellanos coming over and being a savior for this team. Jason Hayward and Kyle Schwarber both having pretty good seasons. At, I mean, obviously Schwarber's second half has been great. Jason Hayward had some moments beginning of the season. Not so great now, obviously. We've seen some negative results, but ultimately we've, we've seen a lot of good from this team. It, it developed guys like Rowan Wick and Kyle Ryan into this bullpen, but you know they still make these silly mental errors. And when it comes down to it, when you look at this roster – there's not a lot you can probably change with it. You know, people are saying, you know, you could trade Chris Bryant, you could trade Wilson Contreras, and those could be options. We'll see if that becomes a thing. But, you know, right now you're kind of stuck with some of these guys. Even if you do think Chris Bryant's not going to resign, it's going to be tough to trade him. Um, even if you think you can get a better catcher than Wilson Contreras in terms of like on base and framing that you would get from like a Yasmani Grandal, it's not going to be easy just to flip Contreras. There's not too many teams that will just bite for him. And what you need to get back is top-of-the-line starter. I saw someone throw out the idea of maybe the Mets, and, and that would make sense. I think it was um, I think it was Luis, actually, um, Adina, that threw that out there. That's an interesting idea. I would consider trading him then, but I don't think you just give away a part because it had a subpar season. I mean, people forget 2017. Wilson Contreras was a beast until he got hurt. He was a legitimate MVP candidate, and while he has his flaws, I don't think you just shoot that out of a cannon because you think you can have a guy that could do this and this, and it'll probably help you better than that. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of parts here, but I, I think this team is going to be going over some changes. But just kind of taking a look at this weekend, I mean, Joe Madden kind of summed it up the best in his presser Sunday, saying like, you know, if you look back at the tape, and it's just hard to believe that some of this stuff happened. I mean, Saturday alone for the Cubs, you would think if the team came back three times in a game, you'd win, but the Cardinals did it just as many times. Um, it's just hard to believe. Uh, it was apparently only the second time in MLB history a team had gone through a four-game sweep and losing each game by one run. The last time it happened was 100 years ago when the Red Sox were swept in four straight games at Fenway by the Indians. Um, that's from Elias and Jesse Rogers who tweeted that out. Um, just, just incredible. <laughs> hard to even just fathom that this happened, but you also have to consider some of the other things that happened just even outside the I guess game it's Gary Pressy's last home series, last home game at Wrigley Field, and he had some pretty nice tweets that he put out there. It could arguably be the last game for Joe Madden. It's probably Ben Zobers last home game at Wrigley Field, Pedro Strope, uh, probably Cole Hamels. There's a lot of guys that probably aren't coming back. Nick Castellanos, it could have been his last game. Uh, I, I surely hope not. He Apparently, someone caught him on Twitter afterwards. He sat on like the top step of the dugout and just kind of stared at Wrigley Field for about 10 minutes after the game, soaking it in. I mean, obviously, the guy loves being a Chicago Cub, and that's always nice to see. But, you know, it's just just awful. Obviously, Chris Bryant getting hurt in Sunday's game, too, is, is terrifying right now. He's going to be having an MRI on his, um, his ankle tomorrow, or today, I guess, technically now, um, on Monday. But... There's no structural damage. It just sounds like it's a strain, and they'll go from there and or sprain, and hopefully he can play. He's going to travel the team to Pittsburgh, but you know who knows. Uh, I don't even know if it's worth it. Sadly, um, 
But, you know, there was a, a chart that Evan Altman shared um, comparing the Cubs drop to a roller coaster you'd see at Cedar Point. And you can kind of see fan graphs. It's the probability of a postseason berth. And you can see up until this weekend, the Cubs just come crashing down. A dramatic drop right as the Brewers are scorching up towards St. Louis. So, <laughs> I, it's hard to it's hard to understand that and to have so many good things happen this season just to have so many little dumb things ruin it it's just tough to tough to eat it unfortunately um, some other news it was Bruce miles last obviously home series coverage for the Cubs he's retiring after the season after being at it for what feels like forever. I mean, the guy's awesome. Uh, Bruce had some tweets that he put out there. Obviously, he was the guy that opened up the windows to signal it was spring in the press box. Apparently, he turned off the air conditioner when Dusty Baker would be talking in the old press room and stuff. He's just unfortunately leaving, which is a sad, um, but good for good for Bruce. He's a very nice man. So um, <clears throat> it just. Uh, <laughs> it's tough to figure out what 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 went wrong because so many things could have just broken the Cubs way a little bit and they you know could have won just as many of these games as the Cardinals did they could have easily gone the other way for the Cubs and it just didn't so they have three games they they can't lose more than three games they can't lose a series so well, the way things are standing right now the Cardinals have clinched a wild card spot in the division the Cubs are now four games back or not the division yet but most likely will be clinching the division. Uh, Milwaukee, three games back of the Cardinals right now. Um, currently tied with Washington for the final wild card spot. The Cubs now four games out um, facing Pittsburgh and then back to St. Louis. It's going to be tough. Uh, Milwaukee's got kind of a cakewalk of a schedule the rest of the season as well. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. I don't see them losing too many more games. They play Cincinnati next. So uh, if they will, were to lose a series, it would probably be then, but... The Cubs just have to take care of what they can take care of and hope Chris Bryant's going to be healthy. Um, I don't know if you even want to risk putting Javier Baez out there. I mean, he swung the bat and he looked okay. Um, he didn't make contact. I mean, he made contact with the first pitch he saw, but beyond that, like he just swung a miss. So I don't know. I, I don't know where you go from here, unfortunately. <sighs> there, there's a sliver, sliver of hope and... That's what you're kind of hoping on right now. Ben Zobers had a quote from a really good Sahad of Sharma article. Um, at the end of it, he said, you know, we've got another week of the regular season and that's a lot of time. Let's go on a streak. That's what I'm saying. Why can't the streak start today? Why can't the momentum shift for us today? I think that's what everyone is feeling. Maybe in that clubhouse is what everyone's feeling, but everyone outside of it is kind of like, thank God the Bears play tomorrow. Um, <laughs> at least that was my take from it. So, But that's, you know, I guess that's what we have to hope for. So let's hope it happens. We'll leave on a, a happy note here. Before I finish up the show, I do have one quick ad here. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever a moment arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance the performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and no more awkwardness. 
They're made in the U.S., and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special Euler listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring Lockdown Cubs. Remember to get the show every day. You need to subscribe to Lockdown Cubs on the Himalaya app or whatever podcasting app you use. Whether that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn App Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. I know it was probably tough. Uh, I know I rambled through a bunch of this. I'm pretty emotionally shot after a tough weekend. I'm assuming a lot of you guys are too. Let's take the day to... Take a deep breath. Remember, the Cubs are still kind of in it. And that Milwaukee doesn't have Christian Yelich. He's incredibly lucky going up against Cincinnati. And that the Nationals are also 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. So there's still a sliver of hope. And I'm going to try and get myself to, to, to buy back in. But it's going to be tough. So, but with that, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Go Cubs.